Hello and welcome to Neutral Wrestling. I'm Danny and I'm also joined by Dan. How are you this week, mate? No, I'm good, mate. You? How are you doing? Yes, getting there. Very tired, very painful. Getting over Christmas and not being able to eat cheese in the day and drink sherry at four o'clock in the afternoon. My work frown upon it, unfortunately. Um, but um, all is good, all is well with the world. Looking forward to WrestleMania and just coming off a great little session with Wrestle Kingdom and New Year's Dash. What have yep. you been watching this week, mate? Mm, too much, too much. I had a bit of a break, <laughs> a bit of a break from wrestling in December. But flipping out, I've been watching Danny, right? I've been watching Noah. I was watching Noah last night. I was watching a bit of All Japan from 1995. I was watching Stardom, which I'm not really sure if that's my cup of tea. Stardom. Yeah. Uh, all J- oh, I've been watching everything, Danny. NXT well, UK. That, oh, no, I, don't, I don't believe you've been watching that. <laughs> Anyone that watches that is a prick, I thought you said. <laughs> well, I was led there, hungover on Sunday. <laughs> and, uh, I was Literally, this was what it was, Danny. I was sat in bed, yeah. It was about five o'clock. First match came on. And I'm watching William Regal in this. We had William Regal and Tom Phillips in the pre-show, and I'm drifting in and out of sleep. I think I was, no joke, I fell asleep three times. The only match I was awake for was the Walter Joe Coffee main event. Oh, you've not seen it, have you? No, no, not, not as yet. Yeah, I wouldn't. Thanks for that, mate. Uh, you really know how to get a boy excited about something, don't you? Um, yeah, what, I've noticed you sent me some pictures. I was really disappointed to see the Noah ring. Um, it used to be, it was always signified by the emerald green. Um, it was Noah was always um, emerald green, and New Japan was always Corallian blue. Um, so to see that they've gone away with from that. I was a little bit disappointed, but we've all got to move on, haven't we? Um, uh, and you're watching some uh, classic Johnny Ace, I believe, as well. Oh, what a tag match that was that I watched. Honestly, Danny, it was amazing. I was sat there and I just thought, I'll just shove it on, put it on. And I was like, what is this? Yeah. That was like nearly 30 years ago and they're working like, they got, got Johnny Ace doing uh, Moonsault off the top rope. It was like, they were like landing on the heads and stuff. I was, it was a bit, it was like watching Ibushi. Ibushi <laughs> night so much. But you should um... be perked up, Danny, the big news. I've got the headline sat in front of me. Marty Skrull re-signs with Ring of Honor and joins the booking team. I feel like, was it me who messaged you saying this or did you message me? At some point this I weekend, think I might it have was, been having a drink at the time, but I got a message saying this. I think it was me. Um, I got it almost three seconds after it was posted. I don't know whether Joe gets um, like you know, uh, alerted to Ring of Honor Twitter uh, tweets or what have you. He's got notifications set up, but literally 30 seconds after it was announced, Joe had texted me um, to say that Marty has re-signed with Ring of Honor um, and he's also taken over as lead booker. Hunter Delirious is still going to be in the creative team, I suppose, but he's going to be um, the filler man to Marty's big ideas by the sounds of it. Um, and Within day, within three days of this happening, we've got a Supercard of Honor show announced. We've got um, a lot of big news coming out of Ring of Honor. Um, probably best, as I say, starting with the news that that relationship with New Japan seems to be blossoming again. Um, 
one wonders if it all went quiet on that front due to any relationship with um, with Hunter, uh, meaning Delirious, or the bad press that was all, all over ROH about their working practices um, when Joey Mercury left. But either way, he seems to have worked something else because you're looking at, at the likes of Will Ospreay coming over. Um, Jay White has been signed for the Supercard of Honor. Um, and I, I can't, who was the other ones uh, off the top of my head? That lad with the kangaroos. <laughs> no, he, he's uh, he's there anyway. <laughs> he's full time. Uh, the, the lad with the kangaroos. Slez, isn't it? Or, I, do you know what? I, I haven't even seen him. Uh, I've seen him work, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, they've got a big announcement coming on Friday, Danny, haven't they, um, regarding Supercard of Honor? And I, I've put on to it, I'm wondering, you, we know that Tanahashi is in Tampa. He's been announced about Lionsgate. Right? It wouldn't surprise me if you had Tanahashi um, being the big announcement on Friday. Because if you're thinking about it, it's probably, with all the hyping it up, it's going to be bigger than, say, Osprey and Jay White. So it's <laughs> either going to be, you think, a huge Ring of Honor title match, or a star that's bigger than Will Ospreay and Jay White. So, imagine if he got Okada in, I would seriously have to... I don't know what I'd do. Would I, I think I'd have to ditch NXT. If, if they well, said I, Okada was in... Imagine if they announced that they're doing a Ring of Honor and New Japan are on the card as well. Because it does seem weird, a lot of these New Japan talents, all of a sudden this week, on the week they announced Supercard of Honor, have been announced for your WrestleCons... Um, for the what the light Dragons Gate Lions Gate show, um, shingles on pancakes and pile drivers. That well, I think I think that could be the big announcement. Uh, um, uh, Shingo being announced for it because uh, I'd love. To, I, I don't know. I mean, you going you going into this in the Supercard of Honor, and you've got a champion who, although was popular to a degree, um, PCO's insane. I certainly don't think he's a world champion. Um, so you'd think the next move would be to put the belt on somebody that's going to hold it for a while or is going to be a big name for Marty Scale to come in and to take that title from. But then we've got to look at this again and say, is Marty, uh, now he's Lee Booker, going to put himself in a position where he puts himself in as the man? Um, you know, it's it's not an easy thing to do, is it? No, but I think, Danny, I mean, I think Marty should learn from the mistakes, you could say, the minor mistakes AW have made. I mean, everybody, if I was, if the Young Bucks, if Kenny Omega had booked themselves super strong, had themselves winning every match, everybody would have complained, right? But yeah. because they've done the complete opposite, guess what? Everybody's still complaining about it. Oh, they should have had Omega being strong, Young Bucks, the stars. At the end of the day, uh, Marty Skrull, I think he's sensible enough that he can only benefit Ring of Honor by being their champion, is, let's be honest, he's probably the most well-known wrestler that they've got in the company. As we found out now, he's the most well-paid wrestler they've got with the company. He's 31 years old. He should be the Ring of Honor world champion and get that belt. Look what he did with the... I remember his run with the Progress belt. He was... he was. I know, like, he was a shitbag chicken heel, but he was still a great champion at Progress. And I think he should... They should you let the mistake they made last year at Supercard of Honor, as everybody said, was putting the belt on Matt Taven. Right the wrongs. If you put Marty Skrull as the champion, more people are going to be interested in watching the Ring of Honor show. So forget who's booking, you know, and who's booking things. 
I'm hoping they go with Marty as champ, but whether they will is another thing. What, what would you like? Yeah. If you're more Ring of Honor than me. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking. Um, the the base is there um, to build a fantastic promotion. Up. Um, you, you think of. Well, PCO is the world champion, but you look down that roster and you think Dragon Lee is the world TV champion. Um, the tag champs, an amazing team of Gresham and Jay Lethal. Um, it brings something a little bit different to tag team wrestling. You've got Bandido from Mita, Brody King. Um, there's so many, you know, talented guys who are, and then you've got like the garnish to it. I know Jeff Cobb. As out of his exclusivity contract, but he's again being announced for uh, Supercard of Honor, so you'll think he'll be making in and out going. You've got young guys like Josh Woods, um, Joe Hendry actually making a bit of a splash. Haskins is also there, and he's looking a lot fresher, as we've said before, um, than he has done on the British scene. Like him or loathe him, you've got Matt Taven. Um, and Rush, um, who I can never say the name properly, I can never pronounce it properly. Um, and then you've got people like Silas Young, Shane Taylor, and uh, Tracy Williams, um, and the the other TKO Ryan and Vincent from the, the Kingdom. And you, you've got if you if you add into that the New Japan roster where they can come in and maybe do a, a couple of weeks here or a couple of months there or be involved in this storyline on television, then you you've really got a fucking strong foundation to to build on. Um, so I'm hoping to see we've took to, I, I've talked before every show I've been on the last three shows I think about co-promoting. So this for me is a fantastic thing. You also know that as Lee Booker, Marty uh, Marty Scale has a fantastic relationship with everyone from AEW. There's the possibly this opens up another thing, another avenue, another special thing we might see maybe towards the end of this year, maybe next year. You don't know, but things are getting a lot closer together outside of the WWE. Um, so I think we've got a lot to look forward to. I would like to see Marty Scale as world champion because I totally agree with you that he is a very strong champion. I prefer to see him as a heel, um, but with and I mean a proper heel, um, not the villain um, as he's been playing. But yeah, I, I, I'd like to see that. And I'd like to see the rebuilding of the tag division as well. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I was just adding my head then as you're saying that as a heel. You could have him win the belt as a babyface, yeah? And do what CM Punk did. Pick up the microphone after the match, turn on the crowd or whatever. Do you know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I, you, like you say, more, I, before they get, we start like getting carried away about a relationship with AEW, whatever, you just read out that roster, yeah? And although, to me, the Ring of Honor product is cold, I'm being perfectly honest, I'm not interested in it at all. But the roster that they've got, they could make, potentially make people like me interested in it. There's some great wrestlers on there. Do you know what I mean? Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee, you've got Bandido. These are like some of the hottest acts about. So you yeah. could... You could easily do I mean, I'm thinking about it. you could have Bandido and Flamita versus Dragon Lee and potentially borrow Hiromu from New Japan because Hiromu and Dragon Lee have been known to team up. So you imagine Hiromu and Dragon Lee against Bandido and Flamita. You'd be getting to see some people would tune in to watch those matches. Um, but what I think they need to do, Danny, is like, I know like you like him or whatever, but you've got like the Matt Taven. The people that I associate with the 
Ring of Honor, the stale Ring of Honor, your likes of Matt Taven, The Kingdom, people that I know that I know that you like, and I know you watch more than me, so you probably have more of a better opinion. But for people, if I see people like that in matches, I'm thinking, uh, I'm not really too bothered about that. So I think they need. Not, I'm not saying get them off the card, but just have the cards more concentrated on the people who are sort of I don't know internet darlings to steal it off CM Punk, but. Yeah, at least, Danny, there's a bit of optimism going into the well, new year. There, there is. I mean, I'm, I'm just looking at this. This Lex, who was supposed to be absolutely fantastic, said if you you, you won't believe him until you see him and all this kind of stuff. Um, he's going in against Flip Gordon at this free enterprise show. You've also got Bandido and Flamita versus the Briscoes. What a match that's going to be. Yeah. And then, aside from all this, you've got Ray Hor- Horace as well. Um I forgot to mention him. He's facing up against Brody King. Um, there's, there's the as you say, the product's cold, but the foundation there is ready. It can be ready to explode with the right, you know, with the with the right direction. So I totally do that. Now speaking of AEW, we've had some fantastic news um, that TMT have extended their contract. I believe up until 2023. Is that right? More importantly, Danny, I'm going to ask you a big question. Is it 2023 or is it 2023? That's the big question here. Uh, it's both. Do you reckon? I'm hearing so many different things. I'm thinking, like, if you think about it, I think it's more 2023. But since the start of the 2000s, it's been 2005, 2006. But yeah, I'm only joking. No, yeah, so it, obviously it's great news. It's great news. I think more so than it being extended is the fact they're now getting paid for the television. Um, I think what was it? Was it forty-five million dollars a year? Which yeah. is, do I don't. I'm pretty sure they weren't getting paid before, were they? They were just. It wasn't like a paid television no. deal that they was on before. But this puts it into perspective. So I was thinking about this. Everybody who's like, including me, like, oh, WWE shouldn't be going to Saudi Arabia. So. AEW are getting paid for a year's worth of television the same amount that WWE are getting paid for for one show in Saudi Arabia. That just shows how much this Saudi Arabia deal is. One yeah. show, Danny. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's the the Saudi authorities that they they really want to create um, a place for people to visit. Um, and they've sort of understood that they've got to come into the twenty, well, twenty first century. They need to get into twentieth than... century first. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly what I was just thinking. But yeah, you know, without without commenting politically on that that whole you know shitstorm, I uh, you're right. It's it's a huge thing, and it's what when when people who are on the internet talking about. AEW will put WWE out of business. Oh, fuck's sake. It, 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 it befuddles me some of the things that are said. Um, AEW have got a fantastic deal. Um, they've got good business brains behind them. But from TNT's point of view, you've got to understand that they're paying $45 million a year or whatever the fee, whatever the, the fee is going to be um, because AEW has guaranteed them another top 20 show on cable, week in, week out. Obviously, football, the college football and the NFL is always there as is baseball, basketball. 
but they have seasons. Um, this doesn't. Yeah. So the, this is a consistent. It sells adverts. Uh, it, it sells advertisements, um, and it's in the top twenty cable um, thing, TV programs. So it's a huge thing for TN. It's it, it's an easy piece of business for TNT to do. Um, so you've got to understand levels and relevance. WWE is on a much higher level in terms of monetary income um, than than AEW, but they've got, however, sixty years more experience behind them. So quite quite rightly, they should have that platform. So yeah, I, I think it's 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 great. It solidifies AEW as we don't have to worry now. We've got a long term deal in place. We're being successful. And it will probably make them feel like, right, we've got this in the bag now. We can move on to concentrating on X, Y, or Z, whether that be licensing and more merchandise, whether that be opening out, whatever it is, they've got they've got that in the bag and they can concentrate the time on other things now. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think what another thing that they need to be con- the, 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 What do you think about that, Danny? That's something we didn't touch on with this. That they're doing a second show. I think it's going to be a second hourly show. I mean, they've already got obviously dark on YouTube, but that obviously, like, if that's what TNT want, then they're going to have to do it. I think it's going to be something. I think dark was a. Um, it, it was to see how it went, see how numbers went on um, on YouTube. Because there wasn't a great deal of attention paid to it in terms of the production value and stuff like that. Um, but there were some good matches thrown up there. So I think that was just a trial to see what this other show will become. Um, so, yeah, I'll see it as a, an hour. They're not going to cost them any more to, to do it because they're doing it before them before the live events. Um, so, yeah, I think they can, they can advertise upcoming shows. They can sell tickets on this programme. They can let you know where they're going on pay-per-views and let you know about ticket news there, and they can sell more advertisements. Um, so, yeah, I expect, uh, I, I would expect it to do well. Yeah, and with, and with that announcement, they've announced that um, Taz has signed a multi-year contract with AEW. Um, How do you feel about that? Well, he was, I, I watched the show, I think, it, maybe two, three weeks ago. I thought he was yeah. great on commentary. Uh, uh, I really I think do he, think he was good. He had something that they haven't got, but I don't think he had something they they haven't got, and he had something that WWE haven't got either. I think um, it's that sort of. I think his his commentary is still very much based in the Attitude Era. Um, I enjoyed him when he was at TNA, um, but he can still be quite an angry little man as well. Yeah, well, it's like to me when I think of like those old SmackDown games. The commentator that I can hear on it is Taz, and th- those games were huge when I was a kid. So Taz is like he's not quite up there with Jr., but he's one when like wrestling was massive back at the start of the two thousands, not the twenties, the two thousands. At the start of the two thousands, when wrestling was massive, Taz was one of those key voices that that you heard. If you ask most wrestling fans, laps wrestling fans, who's this guy? And you played 10 seconds of Taz's commentary, I'm guessing most of them would instantly know that it was him. So, yeah, yeah I think that's another good signing because JR, um, yeah, I think his commentary's fine, but he's not. It, there's parts of it where I enjoy it. There's other parts where it's a little bit sad when you hear his commentary. And then there's times where I'm like, yeah, 
what a great point he's made, but that's going to happen when you get older. Um, but yeah, Taz, Taz still seems pretty much the same, to be fair. Um, but it, it, I don't know. I, it's, a, I think it's a good signing. But yeah, so yeah, I, I agree. As I say, he brings something, and he brings a certain level of, of excitement as well. Uh, I've listened to his podcasts uh, now and then, um, and he was such a good promo as well. And, and he's got quite a serious, a serious voice, but he gets excited very easy as well. So he, he, he's not monotone. He adds something to the show, and I think I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing more of him. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. One thing I think, Danny. I mean, I keep saying it on my show on uh, the WWE versus AEW podcast. But for me, AEW have got four pay-per-views a year. I just think you need more than that. Like for the last eight weeks of television, Danny, they haven't really been building towards anything. It's just been, next week we'll be doing this. And then the week after we'll be having this match. And it's like, I always think you need something to build to. Especially like at the start, they need a paper. I think you need a pay-per-view. You need at least six or seven a year, I think. Because it's too long, four months without a show. Bear in mind that that it is the first year in business. You know, they'll probably build to that. Um, But I think what they used to say is doing pay-per-views costs money because you're waiting for money to come back from the pay-per-view distributors. So the production values need to be so much more than they, they are on a weekly TV and the expenses are going to be more. So... You don't get that back until the pay-per-view numbers have been counted. It's gone through the pay-per-view networks and then rolls back into the company. So I don't know whether it's a financial thing because they've now they've now got that TV deal and they might say, well, actually, we can do next year. We can do we've got that security of that TV deal. So next year we can go on and we can push. We might do six. Yeah, and then push it up again. Um, but the, 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 this week's edition as well, it had the bash at the beach theme, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it but it, it it did have the bash at the beach theme, Danny. But it was it was never built to, if that makes sense. It was just yeah. like last week they just like with twenty minutes left of the show they just did like a quick. Next week at bash at the beach we've got this match and this match and then like it, I've watched the show um today and it was just it was a good show. It was better than some of the more recent dynamites. Um, but it wasn't really. Do you know what I mean? It, it was just a dynamite with the bash at the beach titron behind and uh yeah. Siobhan, Siobhani and his beach attire and flip-flops which was quite... and who who doesn't want to see that <laughs> yeah I know I know hey guess what we did see on the show Danny we saw DDP do a top turnbuckle dive to the outside at 63 years old he's a fucking legend that man isn't he yeah, um well. can uh, I tell you what MJF had on his t-shirt no he had a t-shirt a black t-shirt Danny right and in big white letters on it, I banged Dallas Page's daughter. <laughs> oh dear! I know. I was like, mm-hmm. well, but did, wasn't didn't he, he tweet while he was live on TV the other week saying something like this? This fella, he doesn't this old fart doesn't shut up or something like that. Yeah, well, DDP was just out there just plugging his yoga for about... No joke, he was going, and you can follow me on Twitter, and then you can follow me on Instagram, and our programs have a three-month trial. <laughs> what? So, uh, Shivani said in the background, I think he goes... It was. I think it was Shivani goes, I hope he's paid us for this to add time. <laughs> but um, it, was, it was fun anyway. But um, 
So, yeah, so I think that it's, that's it on AEW, Danny. Um, this is just basically a quick-fire news show. So we've talked about Marty Skrull and Ring of Honor. We've talked about AEW. And now I think it's time to talk about everyone's favourite company, WWE. It is the biggest time of the year for WWE as the road to WrestleMania, as you can say, has started in full effect. We've got the Royal Rumble next what is it? It's next weekend, the Royal Rumble. Um, the 20, yeah, yeah, so yeah, you'll be watching August. that, will you, Danny? Do you usually go out? I, that, don't you? I, I, we, I do normally go out, um, but as we've been discussing, we're approaching in work end of quarter, so that means I've got to be up at uh, about quarter to six in the morning, so there is no chance. Um, we, we can't take holidays or anything like that during end of quarter, so it's um. It means that I will not be watching the Royal Rumble live. I'll be um, I'll be watching it the next day. I am avoiding spoilers. Um, so yeah, I, I'm I, Royal Rumble is one of my favourite events of the year. So I'm hoping for something good. I see the Brock's coming in at number one, and that's obviously going to lead to something. I'm excited to see what it's going to lead to. Um, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm quite looking forward to the Royal Rumble. Yeah, same. I'm going to be honest, Danny. And this will be a shock to some of our listeners. I've watched both of the last two episodes of Raw in full. I don't know why. I just thought, oh, it's on beat. It was on beat. Usually, I don't know. I've got BT upstairs in my bedroom. So I thought, you know what? Well, while I've just been like led in bed at night, I've just been putting it on as sort of like background noise. It's been good. Honestly, I wouldn't say, right, that it's been great. It's not like even as good as Raw probably was five years ago. Do you know what mm. I mean? And it, and it wasn't great five years ago. But compared to what it was like a year ago, compared to what it was like six months ago, you can definitely see that Heyman is sort of stamping his authority on the show. Like, at the end of the day, it's still a three-hour wrestling show weekly, which is far too long. So you're not going to have stuff that interests you in every segment. Um, you've still got some stuff that maybe you wouldn't want to see on the show. But you can see that Heyman has got his guys. He's got his select band of guys. You've got Alistair Black. He's doing a great job with Alistair Black. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy joins Seth Rollins' stable on Monday Night Raw uh, of Seth Rollins and AOP. So AOP are getting a bit of a rub out of that. You've got Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe, who are now like best friends fighting against Seth yeah. Rollins' stable. So it is, it's been really good, Danny. And I saw the cannonball. Um, oh, that was great. Amazing, absolutely amazing. Man of his size doing that. I know he didn't quite get the full rotation. Looked like he banged his head a little bit, but still amazing stuff. And something new as well. Yeah, it's not something that we've really seen, seen before. Well, some somebody, some GCW fans probably going to point out that this has happened uh, in a farm in Nashville somewhere. But um, yeah, it, it's strange, Danny, because like, Two years ago, three, four years ago, SmackDown was sort of always known as like, oh, that's the show with the the better wrestling on. SmackDown's the better show. And now you watch Raw and that's got like some good matches on, some interesting matches. And SmackDown's like the sports entertainment show. SmackDown, you've got like Baron Corbin shoving dog food in Roman Reigns' mouth. You've got The Fiend running about and it... And, like, I'm watching that show. Well, I've watched bits of that show, and I'm thinking, this is a bit dull. And then I'm putting Raw on. It's, like, completely different. Um, but, like I say, I'm not saying that it's great. It's not like, oh, it's, it's... At the end of the day, it's only two shows that I've watched. But it's watchable. It's gone from being boring and nothing happening to watchable and things are actually happening. Do you know what I yeah. mean? 
there's something happening. It's not like just like a nothing show. Um, like you've got Brock Lesnar, but I, I sent you that video. Did I send you that video, Danny? Brock Lesnar F five in our truth, and going, that's what's up. And it, I don't yeah. know. It's just we do it. It's been to be honest with you. When you're watching these NXT and AEW shows, like I am every week, and it's match after match after match. I've complained about it on my podcast. It's just too many matches. It's good, but if I'm watching those two shows back to back, it's four hours of really of good TV matches and. It's not like world-class matches. It's just TV, good match, TV, good match, yeah. TV, good match. Whereas I'll watch Raw and it's a bit like, yeah, Brock Lesnar's having a laugh with our truth You've got Lana and Bobby Lashley doing this ridiculous angle that is in some weird way a little bit entertaining. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not, you're not going to go on grapple and rate every match at four star, but there is some okay segments on it. So yeah, I'm feeling a bit more, I'm glad Danny, because I was dreading going to a WrestleMania not liking WWE. So I feel like I'm sort of getting slowly back into it. But yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that's, that's good, mate. And we've heard some, of course, last couple of weeks, well, last couple of, last month or so recently, we've heard more of these rumours on Edge as well, haven't we? Yeah, they tr- it's one of them things. It's not really been like, oh, like, nobody's sort of confirming it, but it feels like it's sort of like, that everybody knows, but nobody's actually coming out and saying it. I mean, I think the biggest sign for it was, all you have to do is go back to August. There is no way WWE let Edge hit a spear on a pay-per-view if he didn't have a chance of wrestling again. Look at Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan was, what, GM of SmackDown for a year, and they did not let him have any physical contact whatsoever. And some of the stuff that was going on where, like, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were, like, attacking, I don't know, Shane and Daniel Bryan just had to stand there, would have called maybe for Daniel Bryan to maybe hit a kick or something. But to let Edge do a spear at SummerSlam, and then you've got loads of stuff, like, coming out from various wrestling reporters, like, oh, Edge is going to be coming back, and then you've had Edge going, apparently he's been at Raw the last few weeks, Um, he's been sitting at the Performance Centre. I just feel like it's one of those secrets that everybody knows is happening. A little bit like, do you remember a few years ago when AJ Styles was coming out at the Royal Rumble and it was sort of like everybody sort of knew in the weeks leading up. It was rumoured. Obviously, when it happened, people were yeah. still like, oh, it's happened. But it was still... like Put it this way, I think there's a better chance of it happening than not happening. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I don't, I, I, as long as he's healthy, I, I just want him... That's all, all I'm concerned about. I said the other week with the Shabbat thing as well. Very, very similar... I'm happy to see them. I'll be made, you know, it'll be great, great to see Edge back in the ring. But I just want him to be, um, I just want him to be healthy. Yeah, well, Edge has said, I mean, he's put on Twitter that, or oh, not true, I'm not coming back. But I suppose he's going to say that. But he's also yeah, said that he believes he could do a match tomorrow. I mean, it is perfect timing for him to come back. It was 10 years ago this month since he came back and won that Royal Rumble. Um, was it eliminating Jericho? So that was, can you believe that was 10 years ago? Um, yeah, it's scary, man. But yeah, so yeah, it, it's just something in it. I mean, it'd be it'd be nice to be there at WrestleMania for his first singles match back. I, like we're sort of like fantasy booking it. But who would you have him go against? But a lot of people are saying, "Oh, have him face Lesnar for the title." But I think like, <laughs> that's, you could that's think that's of one of. Um, it's, it's an interesting one because 
Yeah, what would you do? Would you say that somebody like Ziggler could probably have a great match? Ziggler could have a great match with anyone. So, do you want do you want somebody to come out and have a great match with him, or do you want to see a couple of spots and Edge to have his hand raised and see where it goes? Um, I think I think the Miz could obviously. Um, I mean, that boy could that boy could sell fucking ice to the Eskimos, can't he? He's um, he can make something interesting. He can play the heel well and get Edge over very well as a baby face. Um, so I think somebody... It depends what you want to go for. If you want to have a fantastic match, which Edge was capable of, then you go down the uh, Dolph Ziggler route. If you don't, then you go down the Miz route. And I think it's probably going to be likely to be more along the Miz route than the Ziggler route. Yeah, although I'm sat there thinking, oh, I don't want to see... What are you on about, Danny? I don't want to see Edge versus The Miz or Edge versus Ziggler. They're like two people that WWE have traditionally chosen for spots like that. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I'm thinking the last time I remember seeing Edge maybe in like a decent little angle was... Do you remember when, uh, was it Seth Rollins attacked him and like was about to hit the curb stomp unless like John Cena reinstated the McMahons? I think that was like Raw 2014. Yeah. Um, obviously Rollins is now like a heel he's hated by the crowd a lot of people compare him to Edge of 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't mind seeing an Edge-Seth Rollins um, feud, because I'm, I'm not sure if Seth's going to be in the, the title, sort of the title hunt anytime soon um, but but yeah, so that'd be good to see Edge back, I'd like to see that at Wrestlemania um, another thing Danny, right so, Wrestlemania main events what, is there any matches you're thinking you want to see, I mean some of the the matches that were were here that are like coming out in the dirt sheets. I know you don't really keep up with all that as much as maybe I do, but like I think a lot of people are saying Roman versus Bray Wyatt on the SmackDown side of things, um, maybe Kevin Owens versus Brock Lesnar on the Raw side of things, and maybe even Tyson Fury versus Brock Lesnar. Any of those matches interest you? Or are they not quite up there as WrestleMania worthy? None of them really spark that much of it. At least of all the Tyson Fury one. Um, oh, I want to see that. Mm, um, no disrespect, but uh, you, you just—I don't know. Well, I'll be honest with you. Uh, like, would I say does it spark an interest? No. Would I happily sit there and watch them when we go to Mania? Yes, I probably would. Um, I don't. I, Seth Rollins, as you've just said, there, he's basically out of the title hunt for now, aren't they? They're putting him on a low burn to, so that they can fire him back up at another time. Um, I don't know. I mean, is there a place for AJ Styles in there? Um, you know, uh, I think he's at the moment. Styles is sort of like having this feud with Orton, so I think it, the more putting the back burners on saying AJ sort of thing. Like Seth Rollins, obviously got his stable at the moment, but they've just not got him anywhere near the title picture. Um, but it's it's what's, one of the what's, your, what's your thoughts? What, what what do you want to say? It's not what I don't really feel like. There's a standout sort of like guy that the crowd are like. You know, in previous years you've had like Daniel Bryan, you've yeah. had like even Kofi Kingston last year that came out of nowhere. And um, one thing I have noticed from watching Raw, Drew McIntyre is now a babyface. Drew McIntyre is now over. Drew McIntyre beat Randy Orton and AJ Styles on Raw. So it wouldn't surprise me if they went with Drew against Brock at WrestleMania. Um, but it's, it's just... So, I don't feel like this is going to be a WrestleMania where there's matches that we've wanted to see for ages. I don't feel like they've built up many stories. Obviously, you've had like Bischoff in and out of SmackDown. Um, 
I feel like, do think we're going to see Bray versus Roman, though. They've been on SmackDown for months now and they've been kept apart. Um, but yeah, ideally, what I want to see, Danny, I want to see Roman versus Daniel Bryan. That's what I want to see. I wanted to see that feud for ages, ever since the whole stuff went down back in 2014. Um, but yeah, it'd be interesting to say, usually we, by this point, we sort of have sussed out the WrestleMania matches. But that makes the Royal Rumble more exciting, though. It, do, it does indeed, it does. That's what we've got to take from it. Um, and as I say, looking forward to the Royal Rumble and I'll just let it play out and see see what comes of it. Um, in terms of um, the, uh, the Royal Rumble matches, have you got anyone that you, you fancy for either the women's or the men's that you think is going to, you know, because normally you have an idea of, right, he's either going to win it or he's going to finish in the last four. Any, uh, any inklings at the moment? Well, I think... Drew, I say Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens. I think they'll be in the last four. Um, you probably have Seth Rollins maybe in there if he's got AOP in there with him. Um, I don't know. There's one thing that I'm thinking. Like, so Becky Lynch is facing Oscar at the Rumble. She's going to go over Oscar. Becky Lynch is probably the biggest star in the company at the moment. Her and Roman Reigns, she's like been noted as the biggest numbers mover of the last year. Um, yeah. Every segment she's in is one of the higher rated segments on the show. So it's who's she going to face at WrestleMania? I think it's too soon to go back to the Charlotte match. She can't really... Um, I don't think they're going to carry on the Oscar thing. So it's like, there's two things I think it's going to happen. You're either going to have Becky versus Shayna, who lost the NXT title, and wouldn't surprise me if she came in the Rumble and won it. Or... What about if Ronda came back, won the Royal Rumble and challenged Becky for the belt at Mania? So I think at Mania we're going to see Becky versus Shayna or Becky versus Ronda. I, I, I think the women's division massively misses Ronda Rousey. So either one of those would be fine for me. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love to see the match of Shayna versus um, Becky. But I think in terms of the spectacle, it's got to be Ronda, hasn't it? Yeah, I mean, you could have like... You could always have what Becky versus Ronda, and then Shayna can always go over to the uh, to the SmackDown brand. But I suppose Bailey's champ. I, I don't know. But the thing is, though, they did have Shayna went over um, in that triple threat match, if you remember at Survivor Series, and Becky Lynch was in that match. Um, but yeah, so I think we're, we're just spryly. But speaking of WrestleMania, Danny, um, maybe a good way to finish on. We have got. We've been. Oh, I feel like this is the week WrestleMania sort of start WrestleMania week. Started to really kick in our group chats livened up. We've been talking about all the potential matches. There's people being announced for this show, that show. So let's go to Bloodsport. This week we got announced Josh Barnett versus John Moxley. Danny, I know this is the first show that you're going to go to. Are you excited for this match? Yeah, very excited. Um, I, I'm, I, I, to be honest with you, before the card has been announced or anything like that. I was excited about this just because every time, when we went last year, it was good. It, well, it wasn't good. It was fantastic. The atmosphere was great. The The way it was held, the, the presentation was fantastic. Um, then when I watched in the one from Atlantic City, uh, which was in September, I think, um, that was also, it's just something different and refreshing. Um, so I was excited for that anyway. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the John Moxley that was over in Japan in the G1 um, going at Josh Barnett, who's such a good hybrid of a wrestler and um, 
uh, and a striker or a, 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 they used to call it Pancrase back in the day. Um, it's very, very similar to this. Apparently, half of the fights were legitimate and half weren't. If you ask me, they were all they, they, they were all worked, but um, it, it's a very, very interesting concept. Looks even better without the ring ropes on. Um, so yeah, it, uh, that is my the one I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, it's killing me because we've been talking about people who don't know Bloodsport. I was gutted that I didn't go last year. Bloodsport and Joe. I, when I got back from WrestleMania last year, I rewatched all the indie shows that we didn't go to because I'm a loser. And uh, the two that stood out were Joey Janela's Spring Break, which I think was the show of WrestleMania weekend last year, and Bloodsport, which had that great Suzuki Barnett main event. Um, so the, the, those are the two that I said I'm definitely going to next year. But they threw a spanner in the works by putting the Bloodsport show at the same time as WrestleCon, the WrestleCon Super Show, which for the two years that I've been, have all have been they've probably been high points of the indie shows. I mean, it's it's tough, Danny, for me. I think although I'd love to go to the Bloodsport show, my favourite wrestlers to watch like Saber, Shingo, Osprey, they're all on the Super Show. So for me, I think. But I was saying to Neil, I want to kind of go with you and Chris because it'll probably be better watching the show, the three of us, than me sat on my own at WrestleCon. But I don't know. I just don't know if I can. I feel like I'd be missing out on something. So what I was thinking, they're only like a mile apart. The venue, aren't they? Yeah, the as I, I, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, to be honest with you, I'm thinking of just getting the WrestleCon Super Show ticket, getting the Bloodsport ticket, and maybe just showing up for the Barnett Moxley match. I mean, it's only, what, $25 for Bloodsport, but we'll see. We shall see. I'm going to wait and see what matches they announce for WrestleCon. Yeah, but, I mean, we'll be spending a lot of time together for a while. I think you'll probably be sick of me by that point. Um, but, yeah, that's one of, one of those. I've actually, because I'm a sad bastard, I've uh, made a spreadsheet of all the uh, activities. And stuff so has Chris. Done. Chris has sent me his as well. No, that's fine. Did he send you it today? Uh, a few days ago, I think he did. Like, like, basically, just his plans. He put it in our group chat. Oh, does he? Okay, well, uh, yeah, mine's, my, my spreadsheet's going to be better than this spreadsheet. Um, but um, we've got a lot to look forward to, and what I like about it is we've left enough space to be... There's that many shows going on. You've got the list there. There's that many going on from Tuesday right the way through that I like the fact that we've got... I've got big gaps in my days... Because if I want to go and see a show, I can just go and turn up. The ones that are going to sell out, I'm going to have the tickets for. The ones that are the ones. So it's literally going to be like, on the day, I might make a decision on what show I want to do. And I think that's fantastic because it's going to be a very chill mania. So I'm, that, that's a, a really good thing I'm looking forward to as well. Yeah, it's like one of those things that we don't want to be like, like 30 degrees outside. We don't want to be stuck inside a building for 12 hours. Do you know what I mean? During a day. But it is going to be great. It's like we could say we could just be sat in a bar having a beer and be like, hey, have you seen these matches that are going on at this show? Should we uh, have a walk up and have a look? Do you know what I mean? For the sake of like, what, $15, $20, whatever they are. I mean, they've got that one of one of the matches. What is it? Brain Cage versus Scott Steiner in a two out of three falls match. <laughs> uh, well, one of the um, one of the falls is a debate. Uh, <laughs> I think the other ones like an arm wrestle or something stupid. So like it's always gonna go to the thing. But it, it, yeah, it's it, I love these concept shows that GCW and the likes come out with. Um 
and as I say, Joey Janela spring break, another one I'm really looking forward to. My first spring break break show that I've been to as well. So that's uh, there's lot, there's plenty coming up, and it looks like it's just going to be a fun week. Yeah, it's just exciting. It like from now on until the show, we know that like every couple of nights we're going to be getting match announcements, talent announcements. It's like as much as like you can be down on the WWE product, it is still the number one wrestling destination of the year. Like every year, I always think it's great watching some of these indie shows. Like none of us are really even this group chat even talking about WrestleMania. Like no, the Friday, the Friday. Like the decision was what Spring Break or Impact. Nobody's even talking about SmackDown. Is on and on now, the Friday night, and now it's NXT or uh, or Ring of Honor. You know, it's Bloodsport or WrestleCon. It's it's great. And now I've just seen another thing where Impact are going to be on as part of the WrestleCon tour, and they're going back to being TNA for the night. Um, so you know, it, it, it's all this different stuff that it may. It, I keep saying this and we keep going back to it. If you can go to WrestleMania, fucking go. If you're a wrestling fan, you deserve to treat yourself to it because I guarantee you if you go on your own, you will make friends. Unless you have some severe, severe social anxiety, you will talk to people. And all these little shows, like Mick Foley's doing a stand-up show, I might go to that. That that will probably be a little bit of fun. There's a whole week from the Tuesday beforehand right up to, to mania it's not just about wwe it's a it's a wrestling festival that's based around mania and honest to god do yourself a favor and go yeah definitely it's like what, what danny was saying i mean three years ago I, I went to orlando wrestlemania 33 and i thought i hope none of these wrestling fans start speaking to me i'm just going for a little bit of time away a little bit of a break from life i just want to relax and then here I am, three years later, doing a podcast with someone who I met at WrestleMania 33. So that could be you. In three years' time, you could meet someone at this year's WrestleMania and become good mates with them. So definitely worth going. Even if you don't want to speak to them, they'll probably speak to you like Danny did yeah. to me. So. <laughs> good stuff. Good stuff. I mean, have you got anything you want to, uh, to put on the end of this um, before we head into this weekend? No, that was really it, Danny. I mean, um, we, we need to speak about wrestling. We need to do that podcast about last year's WrestleMania. Definitely, we definitely yeah, need to get that out there. It was it was a different kind of one, but it was you know it was um, it's definitely worth talking about. Yeah, definitely. I might have, I might have to rewatch that Mania. You know? No, that's what I've already got that in my plans. I'm gonna read because I've never really gone back and watched it. It might be a big slog. I might just try and watch like an hour a night or something. Yeah, it might be a good idea. I'm not sitting there for five hours watching because I can't really remember many of the matches. I mean, there was that great Kofi Daniel Bryan match, but a lot of the other matches were just all like, nah, it was all right. At least it'll be warm this year, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, considering it was New York, it wasn't too bad. I mean, if you remember when we were in New Orleans, there was there was news reports because it it only just come out the the a week or two before we went to New Orleans that the next one was going to be in New York. Um, and if you remember, there was blizzards, um, like fucking two foot of snow in New York at the time we were in New Orleans. So considering there was blizzards, then you know it didn't turn out too bad. Um, that's another thing as well. They, they, they reckon now 
it's almost bang on that it's going to be um, LA next year. That is so weird. I was literally about to interrupt you to say that. <laughs> I was just yeah. about to say what are your thoughts on LA. Is that is that a destination you wanting to go to, Danny? I mean, is it? I don't really know. What is it like a a hot New York, or am I completely off? So there's probably some American. No, it, what's it, it, about? It's 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 like no LA is um, <coughs> much much different to New York. I think it's still very very um, very busy place, and I, I know for a fact that it's one of the most. I think it's one of the most expensive places to live in the in the US. Um, so. You know, you, you won't be getting your uh, your three dollar beers there, but um, it, it's you know I've never been to the West Coast. Um, we could uh, could do a little week in Vegas afterwards. I went there after WrestleMania thirty one. I was talking to Neil about this the other night. It was it, it was quiet when I went. I went after thirty one. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose it'll be better if everyone's there, but yeah. So w- would you be, I mean, I've, I'm not going to lie, I was looking at the flight prices to, uh, <laughs> <laughs> to LA the other night, and if you book for this year when WrestleMania would be on, you can even now get the flights for like £400 um, without too horrible of a change. So do you know what I mean? Let's face it, if it's 400 quid, unless something really goes wrong, we'll probably end up going next year. Yeah, yeah, I would assume so. Um, but yeah, yeah um, that, that's again, that's a long way off. But um, there's, an, uh, you know, they've got the facilities there. They've got the huge transport network. They've got the stadium. Everything's set up um, to to go. So yeah, and it's good to watch wrestling at the Staples Center as well. Yes, that's true. And if it's yeah. basketball, we've got the LA Lakers, the LA Clippers. I'd love to go and watch the Lakers. So that. That would be definitely something I'd want to get. You wouldn't see your basketball. But, um, yeah, and it's also, weirdly, the place, whenever I hear the Staples Centre, um, I always think of um, Michael Jackson's funeral that they held in an arena. Um, I, I, yeah, that was, that was weird. That was weird. Can I talk about killing the show? <laughs> wow. Well, would it be, like, bad taste if I had Billy Jean lead us into the show? Yeah, and um, I tell you what, would be good as well. We get to go and see LA Galaxy. I think, I think they've got two teams now, haven't they? Yeah, they've got LAFC and LA Galaxy, where Will Ferrell owns LAFC. Right, as if, as if. Carlos Ferrell's playing there, isn't he? Yeah, so that could be another, like, I'd say, like, with this year, we're going to some of the sporting events in uh, Tampa, but definitely in LA, there'll be loads of sporting events going on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll see you in LA next year, everyone. <laughs> Indeed, let's hope I'm so. sure G will be there as well for his third <laughs> second of WrestleMania. Don't even like I said to him the other night. I said, Can you actually name any wrestlers that aren't called The Rock? And he, he changed the subject, so I'm guessing I think he put Becky Lynch. <laughs> so yeah, thought that was fair G. play to him. Fair play. Well, I think we'll we'll end this on here. Uh just another little one um, that we, we should probably end on. Um, we had sad news come through late last night that The Rock's father, the soul man Rocky Johnson, passed away at the age of seventy-five. He was one of the, he was the first, along with Tony Atlas, first black WW, I think it was WF champion. Um, and so sad times and best wishes to all friends and family of uh, of Rocky Johnson. Yeah, definitely great way to end. Um, yeah, thoughts go out to his family and to the rock but 
Yeah. So, Danny, when we next doing a show, what? Are you feeling a Royal Rumble preview show or are we just going to do a Royal Rumble recap? Yeah, I'm well up for a Royal Rumble preview show. Um, catch up on a bit of WWE TV this week. And we can do it on BT Sports as well, the, uh, the catch up. Probably be the first time this week that I watch any WWE on BT Sports. So, you're going to watch Raw next Monday night? Oh, I never <laughs> said that. I never said that. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, as I say, Royal Rumble, always one of my favourite times of the year. Yeah, definitely. Right, so with that, subscribe to the podcast. Check us out, Apple, Spotify, Podbean, now YouTube. We're trying to concentrate on the YouTube channel as well. Um, me and Danny will be back previewing the Royal Rumble. We'll be doing the WrestleMania 35 live experience show at some point in the next few weeks. So yeah, lots to look forward to on the road to WrestleMania. Danny, take it on. Thank you very much for listening, guys. As Dan said, please rate and subscribe. Have a fantastic weekend, and we'll speak to you next week.